All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who I am, who's this lady on the internet, why is she talking in my face? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like registering your business with the state, making sure you have a appropriate contracts, basic brand protection strategies, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, excuse me, Uh, making sure that your hiring policies, you know, follow, follow legalities and you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of those foundational things for your business. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I'm a licensed attorney, 18 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are some concepts that you just need to know. There's no way around it, right? Uh, So that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you get your business life together, y'all. Hey, there's Margaret. Hey, girl. Um, Who else is in there? I see a picture, but I can't see it blown up. Is that Nicole? Um, Hey, Margaret. Yes. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you would like an attorney like myself to help guide you through the process, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Uh, as well at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can, uh, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will get you, uh, that will, um, excuse me, the biz launch cheat sheet will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. My mouth is, my brain is moving faster than my mouth. Um, at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Y'all know, I look, I'm trying to get this YouTube check. I got no shame, okay? <laughs> uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and to my podcast where you can catch all the back episodes of the show. Hey, Italia. Um, hey, Nancy. Um, no, Nancy, you do not have to be the same this, uh, in the same state as I am in, okay? So, make, I, I'm waiting to hear from you, okay? I'm going to look out for you. Hey, Zephyrina. Hey, all right. Yes, uh, so what was I saying? Yes, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. And also at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can access some of my video trainings um, that are on sale, like my EIN training, my DUNS number training, and my operating agreement training, okay? But that is enough about me. Let's get to the show. Um, Nancy, uh, you're, I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time, so I'm going to explain to you how the show works. So I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that um, people watching send me, uh, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we discuss them. Um, oh, thank you, Zephyrina, so y'all can find me on Spotify. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I pull these stories, and we talk about them, okay? So it is a time for us to discuss. Don't be shy. Ask your questions, ask your comments as long as they are respectful. That is all I ask, okay? This is a learning process because sometimes y'all be helping me out. Um, Yes. Uh, So I am going to ask you questions to make sure that you're following along. So you got to pay attention, all right? Um, And again, don't be shy. This is a place where we all, you know, everybody's opinions are welcome as long as they are respectful, okay? All right. So... Let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. All right. So I posted a a poll in my stories today, and I asked you guys, uh, I asked if any of you guys were fans 
of the NCAA, which is the collegiate level of basketball. And um, I posted a few hours ago and, and I had quite a few responses and it was 75, 75% of you said that you are fans of the NCAA or at least the people who responded. So asking this audience right here who is watching how, if you are an NCAA fan, meaning the collegiate level of basketball, give me a basketball emoji, please. Okay. Now, while you do that, we all know that the NBA and the WNBA, they have been trying to, you know, get back on their feet and they're like, playing in a bubble. I don't even understand how this bubble works. Um, I guess, you know, they're kind of isolated somewhere and they practice and play games with each other. Um, so, you know, NBA and WNBA, they're doing their thing. And apparently, you know, it's going okay. Does anybody watch basketball and can tell me how, how it's going? Because I do not watch basketball. Um, hi, thank you, Sincere39. Sincere39, how is, um, how are the NBA and WNBA games going with this, um, bubble, uh, implementation, right? Uh, is it going well? Uh, anyway, as we move on. So, we all know that there's not just, you know, pro pro professional level basketball. You don't, Nancy? Okay. We, there, there is college level basketball, and that is just as serious to some people as uh as as pro basketball right we have march madness you got like the brackets people do that every year um i don't know how we're uh, if that's going to be happening this year but the ncaa they are uh determined to get their um they're determined to get their season in and they are also going to attempt to have uh, a play a season in a bubble, and uh, since the nine said they are all right, just no audience. I feel like that's kind of whack. Part of the fun of watching a basketball game is like hearing the crowd, but that's just me, anyway. Um, anyway, so the NCAA in trying to forward, you know, and get this NCAA season moving because I know that they probably make a lot of money off of it. They are also going to be performing in a bubble, and they have filed a trademark for the phrase battle in the bubble. You're watching Boston. Hey, Boston, go Celtic. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yes, so NCAA has filed a trademark application for the phrase battle in the bubble. I assume that that is kind of going to be a, a reference to their March Madness or something like that or the playoffs, whatever. I don't know how, what you basketball people do. <laughs> But the NCAA has filed a trademark for this phrase, battle in the bubble. And I just need to ask, um, Zephyrina said, Nuggets made me lose my passion for basketball. The Denver Nuggets, are they bad? I don't, look, look girl, all I know is the Celtics. That's all I know. That's all I know. And you know, the, the and like the big players that everybody knows, like LeBron and Dwayne Wade, but don't ask me anything about the teams. Um... But what do you think about this performing in the bubble? Now, you know, the, the, the teams, you, of course, they're trying to do their best to, to make the most of it. They're trying to come out with merchandise and, you know, different activities and things like that. But is the amount of money that the NCAA brings in, um, which I'm sure is significant, but is it worth putting these students' lives at risk? Is the love of basketball really that uh, that strong? That you need to put these children, because remember, these are children, these are college students, 
um, you're putting them in, you know, in this environment where they're already having to deal with probably remote learning for whatever school they're playing with, keeping up with your schoolwork and training to play basketball. Um, they beat Utah. Okay. See, Celtic. I know, I know Boston sports because we win a lot. Hey, hey, hey. Um, TB Moore, are you saying no, that it's not worth it? Cause for me, I, I just don't understand that. We've been tell we have been CDC has been telling us to sit down since February. Everybody has been telling us to sit down since February. And you guys are really trying to have a basketball season in the middle of a global pandemic, right? Um since they said that they shouldn't be playing. I absolutely agree. And while I respect, you know, the teams like the WNBA, they trademarked Wubble. Um, and the NCAA, they're trademarking a uh, battle in the bubble because I'm sure these teams are hemorrhaging money. They make a lot of money off, you know, off of merchandising and licensing and stuff like that. And they're not, they're not able to do that. But is that worth the life of your players? Margaret Massey said, it is for the people making money off of them. Do the students get any pay? Absolutely not. The students, they get three hots and a cot. You know, you, you, you get a free education. Yes. Um, you get a place to stay, but um, oh, the Nuggets beat Utah. Oh, okay, sorry. Look, as you can see, I don't watch basketball. <laughs> yeah, so the students don't make any money off of this, right? So you're putting their lives in danger. They're not making any money. They already have to cope with doing this distance learning for school. This doesn't seem to make any sense for anyone but the owners of the teams, right? Um, and while I respect you for getting your money, when we have people's babies at stake, because these are babies, these men, these, these basketball players, it's the NCAA, they, the oldest can't be more than 23, right? Um, hold up, since the said Boston's going to sweep Toronto, Zephyrina said, yeah, my husband was happy about that, y'all talk your basketball over there. <laughs> my question is, is basketball really that important? Is it so important that you have to endanger the lives of people's children for the sake of your wallet, right? You're putting them in an isolated space. They can't be with their family. They can't really be with their friends. They have to work, not only school work, they have to, you know, do their physical work. They're student athletes. So I remember when I was in college and the, um, the, the what you call them, the athletes, they had a lot of complaints because you know, their schedules were very rigid. A lot of them could not follow the majors that they wanted to follow because of their practice schedule, right? Um, TV Moore said it's not that important. So not only, you know, they have to adhere to this rigid training and practice schedule, you're away from your family, you can't really go out because it's a global pandemic and they have you in a bubble, and you gotta do your schoolwork on top of that, I respect NCAA for the trademark, but I don't respect the move. I feel like the NCAA, the basketball, I feel like it all should be canceled, frankly. Pro, collegiate, whatever you're talking about. But specifically, collegiate-level sports where these young people are not being paid, they're not getting any of these these, uh, trademark or copyright loyalties. This is, look, this ain't right. Y'all need to quit it. Shut it down. Um, hey, Annie knows best. Uh, since the night said they don't care, they monetize their talent. Right, they monetize their talent, but to what extent? How can you ensure that these players, these young players, and let's face it, young people, they are irresponsible. Think about that, um, football player who had just got on, 
I forget what team it was, but this this NFL player, he was a rookie. He just got on the team, and they were sequestered, and he tried to sneak a woman into the hotel where they were staying, and he lost his whole football contract. So young people generally don't make good decisions. Um, <clears throat> Nessie Times said, average people will be sacrificial lambs for rich trying to get richer. Uh, since they're not said they should pay the student, it's like playing in the minors. Absolutely. I totally believe that, um, oh, hold on, I have some comments here on Facebook. Uh, Margaret said they don't care. It's not that important. I think the parents want them to play. They're hoping for a star. And that's really sad that, you know, these kids, they have so much pressure on them. And on top of it, a global pandemic to worry about. Personally, me, I think that, um, I think that all collegiate sports should be canceled. I don't think that these students should have to worry about that on top of their schoolwork and trying to stay alive. Um, but people gonna get their money. So, uh, if you are an NCAA fan, look out for merchandise very soon um, that has the phrase Battle in the Bubble on it. How many of you are going to watch the NCAA Battle in the Bubble? Give me a show of hands. If you are going to watch Battle of the Bubble, give me a thumbs up. If you're not going to watch Battle of the Bubble, give me a thumbs down. I obviously am not going to watch it. Let me tell you something. I have the Disney Plus package with, you know, Hulu and ESPN. I guarantee you I have never logged into my USPN, my, my ESPN account, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, per, of course, I ain't got no skin in the game. I think it should be canceled. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Some of you think they shouldn't be playing. Some of you think that they should pay them. What do you think should happen here? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay. Nancy Anderson thinks that they shouldn't be playing. Margaret thinks that they shouldn't be playing. Okay. All right. And I agree with y'all. Like, look, if, if we can't even go to restaurants without wearing a mask, if you are not allowed to have, you know, large gatherings of people, what sense does it make to have these people endangering their lives for a game? Anyway, uh, Margaret Massey said canceled. Yes, 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 yes. I, I totally agree with y'all, but whatever. I guess we're going to see it somewhere. Moving on to our net. You're not going to watch it since they're not. Okay. And th that's a big thing for you because you're a basketball fan. Okay. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, brother. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next story. I posted another question in, in my um, stories today. I asked you guys if you had ever heard of the internet provider RCN. I think I had about 13 people respond and only two stated that they had heard of the company. So does anybody here, has anybody here heard of the internet provider and cable provider RCN? Um, they're definitely regional. We don't, while I know of them, I know that I can't get them in my state of Maryland. You can get RCN if you live in Virginia and I want to say parts of DC. Um, but I don't know where else their services extend, right? But has anybody else ever heard of RCN? Just give me a yes or no in the comments. Margaret said no. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna tell you a story before we get to what's happening with RCN. So a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I got an email from my internet provider at the time, which was, oh, my current one. I got, I got, I got a, I got an email because I have Fios. I got an email from Fios. Okay. Y'all said no. Um, you haven't heard of RCN. Okay. I got an email from Fios and they said, Hey, we recorded that somebody downloaded an illegal, an, an illegal, um, an illegal copy of a video game on your network. And so they're basically like, Hey, this is your warning. We caught you downloading something illegal. 
uh, if we keep catching it, you know, we're, we're gonna shut, we're gonna shut your internet down. When I tell you I got so scared, because I had tenants who were very into video games, and I was like, look, if y'all are downloading illegal video games, please don't do it on my network, because I just got a notification from the internet provider, right? Fast forward to the story that we're talking now. RCN is another internet provider. They are being sued by Sony Music, Warner Music, and Universal Music Group for not enforcing copyrights. So RCN, they, um, they, Sony, so this is not just one music company. This is the, the big three, Sony, Universal, and Warner. They are all suing RCN because they said that RCN failed to enforce copyright um, restrictions on their network. They were allowing their subscribers to rampantly pirate music, um, you know, all over wherever the network was. So they were like, basically, if you were on RCN and you wanted to pirate music, you could do it. Um, What I didn't download anything since it's now. I don't even remember the name of the game. Um, I don't do video games. The last video game I told y'all I played was Super Mario Brothers, the very first one, and I did not beat it. I don't do video games, unless you count Candy Crush. Um, but RCM, basically, their subscribers have been rampantly pirating music. So, and Sony and Warner and, and Universal Music Group, they had been sending copyright claims to RCM. They're like, excuse me, your people are downloading illegal music. And RCM was like, what you want me to do? Uh, so Sony, Warner, and Universal Music Group, they have sued RCN for violating the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Now, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, it um, creates some guidelines for, yes, Margaret Mass- Massey, I love me some Candy Crush, okay? Um, hey, Alencia Johnson. Anyway, so the Digital Millennium Copyright Act says that if you have someone who is repeatedly violating copyright rules, so if someone is repeatedly violating and downloading illegal music or movies or whatever, as the internet service provider, you are supposed to can- to cut the um, cancel the accounts of repeat offenders. So if you have somebody... Because the, because the provider knows what's coming in and out of their network. It's not like something that's, you know, in the ether and they don't know what you're doing. That's why they can, you know, find, uh, you know, people who, who dabble in, you know, child pornography. Because it, you're never really that anonymous, right? Just be, your network might be hidden to your neighbors, but it's not hidden to the people that actually give you the internet service provider. They, if they want to, they know every keystroke you have made. They know every site you have visited. They know what you're doing, right? If they want to check. But of course, they don't have the means to constantly check all of their subscribers 24-7. And again, when it comes to intellectual property, it is up to the person who owns the intellectual property to raise a complaint. So it is not RCN's job to pull, to necessarily say, hey, you're violating a copyright. It's up to these music people to say, hey, your people are violating the copyright, and then RCN do something about it. And basically, the music companies are saying RCN is not doing anything about it, so they are suing them for facilitating copyright infringement. Um, since Year 39 says those people aren't tech savvy, you can hide. Look, sir. I know about as much about computers as turning it on and getting on the internet. So I don't know nothing about tracking people, uh, coding, not my thing. I do words. I don't do science. (laughs) Um, 
But Sony, Warner, and Universal Music Group, they are suing RCN for basically not doing their job as a gatekeeper. So what do you think about that? Do you think that um, RCN is at fault here for letting people on their networks, um, you know, download music illegally? Or is it something that's too big for RCN? Or is Sony just make Sony, Warner, and Universal Music Group, are they just making too big a deal of it? Right? Do you think that they're just doing too much? Or do you think RCN is at fault here? What y'all think? What do you guys think? Because I don't know how it's done. I just know they can find you. <laughs> okay? Um, there is, in the age that we live in today, it's very hard to hide, um, particularly from the people who are providing you the very services. That's why I think it's funny um, when people think that just because their page is private, the police can't see it. The police, all they have to do is go to Instagram and say, hey, we got a warrant, and they can open up your account. Um, but yes. So, no, no, no opinions? Hold on. Um, Sincere 39 said, I will come to your house and upgrade, <laughs> upgrade my library. <laughs> it's all right. I'm doing good with what I got. I'm not a big tech person. Actually, a lot of technology makes me a little wary. I like to use what I like to use. And then if I have to learn something new, I'll learn it then. But you know, I'm all right. But thank you for the offer. I might have to hit you up and jailbreak. A, uh, actually, no, scratch that. <laughs> you think all of the above, you think Sony... Sony's right, and uh, RCN is at fault. Um, Zephyrina said, I would think it's solely the responsibility of the offender. Margaret said, hmm, I think the big three should be on it. Uh, can you, like, they should continue, Margaret Massey? Can you please um, ex- uh, kind of detail that comment out? Um, Zephyrina, so here's the thing, right? Yes, the offender is responsible if you can catch them. But the thing is, Sony and Warner and UMG, the way that they're going to catch that person is through RCN. Sony, Warner, and Universal Music Group don't have access to your personal computer, but they can get access to RCN's records and see where the music is being illegally downloaded. So RCN is kind of like a gatekeeper between the actual downloaders and these music companies, right? Um, yeah, so, uh, I think that the music companies are right in this, um, are right in this case. Like I said, I've gotten copyright claims from my internet service provider and it scared me straight. So if RCN was getting these from three different music groups and you're not, you're not doing anything and sending out warnings to your, to your subscribers, of course they're going to keep doing it because you're not enforcing it. Um, Sincere 39 said, Sony is bullying and the provider can look at the bandwidth the person is using. Zephyrina said, okay, that makes sense. Sincere 39, you might have to come on here and give us a crash course in, um, piracy and bandwidth and stuff because this is, this is Mandarin to me. Um, but, um, Sincere, Sincere 39 thinks that Sony and the other music companies are bullying. I personally don't think so. I think that, you know, they're doing the best they can in an ever-changing environment, and people just want their money. Like, the music com- the music industry, while, yes, they're still making money, they're, they're hemorrhaging a lot of money due to piracy. Okay? All right. 
So, um, if do we have any last minute comments? Uh, well, well, any last comments on the RCN story? While you do that, I'm going to reset. Um, if you just tuned in, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to help navigate you through these murky business waters, that is what I do. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and please book your free 15-minute consultation today as well as download the free biz launch cheat sheet. Uh, Sincere39 asks, aren't the music companies robbing the artists um it depends i think it depends on what you're doing if you're an artist where they are writing your music and you know they're advancing you money for videos and they're paying for everything yeah you're getting robbed but a lot of these music companies they want you to come as a full package already they want you to have a following they want you to have your music already ready they might give you a little bit of money for videos but they're not handing out money like they were back in the day right they want they you nowadays they want the artist fully formed and ready to go so they're not necessarily investing that much and it's up to the artist to find the company that's going to give them the best deal based on the amount of work that they are putting in because you don't really need the music companies these days to get your you really need the music companies to get radio play and you know worldwide distribution but in terms of producing and things like that a lot of people are doing that themselves all right okay um yeah, a lot of people are doing that themselves, and they ha- they are working out deals. That's why a lot of these artists are now doing merchandise, and they're not just selling their music, because they're not making money off the music like that. They're making money off the merchandise. Then why side to the company? The distribution, the, 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 the wide appeal. Now, you can do something like, we do have people who are independent who end up making it. The, the person who I can think of right now who was totally independent was Macklemore. Now, whether or not you care for his music, he he came up totally independent, never signed to um, a label, right? But it was a hard grind for him. Whereas, if you have a label behind you, they can get you in the right rooms. They can get your music played on the radio stations. The music companies are more for getting, getting your music to a wider audience, right? After you have built up your fan base, okay? Um, trying to explain your answer. Okay, so are you saying that the big three, that the big three are right for, for going after RCN or are they wrong? So let me know. Do you think they are right or are they wrong? Um, since the said, why do companies prevent artists from forming distribution companies? Because that would be forming your own competition. I, I, I would not want someone who I am grooming to make money for me to be able to basically outpace me. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So you think Sony and Warner and UMG are right. Okay. Thank you, Margaret, for explaining. Yeah. Companies, um, prevent artists from forming distribution companies because you would basically be creating their competition and people are, people are more loyal to the artists than they are to the companies. So they don't want that to leave them. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next story. Um, Sincere39 had this answer right right before I got on here. I posted a picture of my stories of uh, a man, a very handsome man with a hat on, and I asked you guys if you knew who he was. He's a music artist. Uh, Sincere39 gave me the right answer of Eddie Grant. Um, Eddie Grant sings the song Electric Avenue. If you know the song, if you have heard of the song 
Electric Avenue. Please give me a lightning bolt emoji. If you have heard of the song, this guy Tom McDonald has no label. It's cool. I'll have to look up Tom McDonald's at Farina. If you have heard of the song Electric Avenue, give me the lightning bolt emoji. Okay? Now, um, Eddie Grant wrote and performed Electric Avenue. And he has filed a copy. Yes, it is an old song. Electric Avenue. <laughs> but he has filed a copyright claim against dun, 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 the Trump campaign. Why? Because they're using his uh, music without permission. Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> so apparently um, Trump's cam- re-election campaign, they, uh, they came out with this cartoon commercial that was making fun of Biden. And as a background song, they used Electric Avenue, but they never got permission to use the song. So of course, look, there's a lot of artists that don't like the, the current president and they don't want him using their music. So Eddie Grant filed a copyright um, claim and got this uh, commercial taken down because they did not ask permission to use his song. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, I'm not, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. intellectual property rights don't care who you are. It does not matter if you are the president of the United States, the queen of England, the, that man from down the block that everybody respects. Okay. Intellectual property don't respect anybody, but the intellectual property owner. Um, Nessie time said, I can't find the boat, but here's a clap. Thank you. Thank you for trying. Um, but yes, so, uh, Margaret Massey said they never, they never do get permission. Like, I, so, who, who is running? I feel like the Trump campaign headquarters is basically a bunch of cats and dogs typing at typewriters. Cause th- it's just ridiculous how this campaign is being run. But anyway, um, I just thought that that was something funny to, uh, let you guys in on as we move to our next story of the, e- ooh, time is passing by, I'm over time, I need to finish quickly. Hi, Sir Victor Jones, more, last story very quick, because this is very important. So guys, Google is about to ma- yes, Margaret Criminals, Google is about to make licensing pictures much, much easier, Sen- thank you, Cynthia39, they're about to make licensing pictures much, much easier. So Google has debuted a something called a license badge. So when you are looking for pictures on the internet to use for whatever purposes, there's going to be a, a badge that comes up and you're going to be able to press it and they're going to tell you, um, and th- that badge is going to tell you who owns the license for this picture and what are the requirements that you need to follow to be able to use this picture. So I thought that this was really cool because people are always getting dinged for copyright infringement, right? But Google, look, say what you want about Google. They Skynet, they run the world, whatever. This is a very smart tool. So now when you are on the net, you can avoid a lot of copyright infringement because Google is going to put it right there in the corner for you. So I just want to say congrats to you, Google, for trying to make life a little bit easier for us lay people. 
Sir Victor Jones Moore said that. So yes, that is so dope. Can you imagine if you're like, you're looking for pictures to put on, you know, whatever type of presentation and you can find out, oh, okay, here's where I go to get the license and you can just do that and not have to like hope and pray that somebody files a copyright infringement suit against you. Um, since if they're not said, I don't like it, will it be for any picture? It will be for pictures that are licensed. So if you have a photo that is, you know, it has its appropriate copyright and it's filed, you know, with the appropriate parties, Google will be able to, uh, I don't know if it's something where you have to upload it to Google or if Google's going to have access to the copyright database, but it is going to, if you're, if the photo has licensing cred, if it, if it has licensing credits, basically, okay? So it's not just going to be, if I put up a picture of my auntie, it's going to be like, oh, you need to talk to Natalie about this. It's going to be like, okay, this photo was taken by this photographer. It was, you know, copywritten this day. Here's what you need to do to get a license to use this photo, okay? All right? Okay. Oh, thank you, Zephyrina. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty dope. I think Google is trying, Google is always trying to make life easier for us. Yes, they steal our info. You know, I be reading the emails. They read my emails and send me advertisements, but dang it, it's convenient. <laughs> oh, since you're man, you're, you're for it. All right. But, uh, those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, you know that we're not going to be here tomorrow because we don't broadcast on Fridays, but, um, I want to thank you guys for attending. Um, usually Thursdays are a little sparse, but y'all were in here on it popping today. I love it. Um, take care of yourselves this weekend. It's a long weekend, Labor Day. Um, I'm going to celebrate my friend's birthday. We're going to have a social distance toast. Hey, to my insurance, Bay Lab A Insurance Agency. Go check them out. Um, make sure you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm to book your free 15 minute um, consultation. So Victor Jones Moore said, I work in film and television and I have to use pictures from images or for presentations all the time, especially when I'm doing research for period films. Okay. Oh, you said I'm so informative. Thank you. I try. I got to take a picture of that. Hold on. Hold on. I got to take a picture of this. Okay. Yes. I took a screenshot of that. Sir, Sir Victor Jones Moore. All right. Oh, thank you, Zephyrina. So this is where I leave y'all. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves. um, And I'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. Don't have too much fun without me. Why can't I leave them alone? Bitch!
Yeah, y'all gonna have to hear me sing on this podcast, sorry y'all. 